the gentleman that I was speaking to under Adidas was basically, and the representative under Adidas was saying that we were waiting on Kanye. And at that point, that's when Kanye was going through, I don't know, hell and back. I don't yeah. know. It was just going through a lot. So no movement was being done in those positions. Um, and therefore, it ended up just decimating, like basically disappearing because they couldn't do anything. But they were like, hey, you know, if it does come back up again, like we want to consider you. And at the same time, they were also trying to bring on Drake. Yeah, it's always one of these things where, like, when I'm doing this show, since I set everything up myself, it's always right. it's a little, it's always a little it makes me a little bit nervous. Like when I decide like we're starting, because I'm like, okay, I, ho- I hope everything's like actually <laughs> set up correctly. And later, I'm like, oh no, I did it no, wrong. No, you are you all good, man. That's how it works. Yeah, so that's how I've been doing. I'm running every part too, so you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, here, I just have it going already, so okay. we, we can just start talking. But um, yeah. So you just said you're doing everything yourself. So yeah. I, I know before you were designing shoes mostly through modding them Absolutely. and whatnot. So yeah. is that the main sort of work you're doing right now? I still am. I still am doing that. Um, I have a new platform. It's a direct to consumer platform called Air Capture. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A little, a lot of it came through from my personal experience of designing and building shoes, conceptual shoes that you've already known. And mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of like people who come up to me asking for mentorship, or they're always asking like, "Hey, like, how do I even get into the game?" And at that point, I was like, "Man, I'm, I'm just gonna create a platform to help people, not only myself but for other people too." Because mm-hmm. so, I've I've dealt with a lot of manufacturers that sucked, so I'm like. I need something for me that I can still produce without having to wait on manufacturers overseas because that stuff is a pain. But I'm not the only one running. I have another partner of mine that works with me. Her name is Tony. She's dope. Um, been in a fashion game for her time, you know, for some time doing her own thing. And I told her, like, let's jump on board with me with Air Capture, bro. Like, let's do some dope stuff. So Sweet. Yeah. So uh, I, I might wind up having you repeat yourself a little bit. Just a little because bit more? I, just, well, just because I, I, I know so little about this <laughs> no, world. No, that's I'll, fine. Yeah, yeah so, you good. So you said it's uh, direct to consumer. So that means Absolutely. like the 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 people and the facilities that are making the shoes are the same ones like shipping them out. Basically, there's like less of a middleman. It, there's yeah, there's no middleman. It's actually self automated. So like, it's literally Nike ID on steroids meets Netflix. So you're browsing your library of footwear that you either upload yourself or the company in itself, which air capture, air capture us. Like we upload stuff for it, for you guys or for the users that we think are dope. You know, mainly we want the users to be able to like, and when I say users, I mean people who've downloaded the app because that eventually be something that they'll do. It's an app base. Um, but those who downloaded, they're the one who are, who are building their library and you're able to browse and see which type of shoe that you want to like, build a bear off of and i say that because it's the simpler way to say it is you're literally building your kick gotcha so So would you say it's um focused mostly in like having customizable shoes literally yeah it's literally i mean it's not to the to the extent of like a lot of people when you think about they're like oh that's a nike id and that's why we say yeah we're nike id on steroids because Nike ID only allows you to do so much. They give you certain silhouettes to work with, and then they give you certain colors, and that's it. Ours is, like, completely without restraint. Like, if you want a Puma mixed with a Reebok, bro, like, and you want to, like, fuck it up and put some dope-ass shit on your tongue or whatever, like Adidas, like, you're building it on your own, and it's really big on ownership. Like, I'm big on ownership, we seen that what happened with Mischief. You know, they came up with the shoe with Lil Nas X and they had to, <laughs> Nike yeah. came back and just bought all that shit back. So at the end of the day, like, it's really trying to build the community of people who want to create sneakers and own that shit, like, and not have to worry about somebody else or 50 other thousand people wearing the same stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, something that's, like, been interesting for me uh, getting to know you better over the yeah. years is just, you know, a, a lot of this stuff has been foreign to me. You know, growing up, I honestly never considered shoes or yeah. really even fashion in general. And, you know, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, like, all these different worlds are kind of you know, microcosms that people put like right. infinite depth into, you know, so sh- the shoe world is so much bigger than Absolutely. I would have realized as like a high schooler. So 
maybe just to like uh, zoom out a little bit and just yeah. start with like who you are and how you got started. So I, I, I think I saw that you've been doing this for like 17 years or something yeah, like man, that. Like it's been a minute. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've been designing what since college low key. Um, I, I feel like that's when I gained most of my interest. I was wanting to be an athlete, you know, I, Grew up thinking like that was going to be my main thing, that my name, my main occupation, or that was going to be something I was truly going to fall in love more with. And I ended up falling more in love with design. And I ended up got introduced by a mentor of mine who was like, yo, you, you're always talking about kicks, man. Why don't you start into footwear? So that's how it originated. And I got it through college from running track and doing stuff, traveling, seeing different silhouettes and stuff. And always wondering why Arizona was so late to the game when it came to sneakers. So mm. that's kind of like where I was like, yo, this, I'm going to make my own kick. And then seeing that there was a lack of women, that made it even more stronger for me to go into it even further. But yeah, sure. I've been doing it for some time, man. Like, And I'm seeing like other people are getting into it even further, like the people that we look up to in the footwear game. But I'm still seeing less of us. It's still not a lot of like me. There's not a lot of like women either. So that's really what pushed me to really kind of go into this video. What sort of tools and materials, like what sort of things do you need to get started? Because I know a lot of the stuff yeah. you're doing is very hand done. Like Absolutely. you, you ins like for instance, you're modding like existing shoes to make like a whole new thing. So right. I, you know, I don't, I mean, I assume like you're going to have like maybe a drafting table, maybe like a box cutter to like, you know, like you're sewing things up, but like right. what, like how do you even approach getting started with that? Yeah, no, well, a lot of people start off. Well, for me, I started off with, like you said, I've got, I bought a shoe, like going to the mall, right? And then, you know, I'm conceptualizing in my mind or designing through paper, like how would I like this shoe to look or what I, what would I want it to look like? And, you know, at one point I was doing, I was doing a lot of, using a lot of scratch paper. That's what they say in terms of design, using a lot of scratch paper and just coming up with all these designs. And then from there, or concepts. And from those concepts, I start building. I've now kind of taken that route as more of like a rapper does when they're going into the the booth and without having to write their lyrics, they're just spitting, you know, and I'm doing that with my product. So now I just buy the product and I'm like tearing apart pieces and the pieces that I don't use, I'll use for another project that I think will be dope. But most of the times it's off the dome of like, oh, let me put this together. Let me cut this. But honestly, it's like you mentioned, it's the Zacto knife the dock, uh, the sneaker in itself. Um, if you have several other shoes that you think you can add to it, that's that's another thing. It's not necessarily any machines at that time from what I've used. I mean, at one point I was going to ASU and going into their maker's lab and just trying to see if I can like get things cut and um, try to adhese it together because that's another big pain, big part of it. So gotcha. Mm. So it uh, it sounds like um, when you're messing around with these shoes to make a pair through that you'll wind up with loose materials Absolutely. that you can then repurpose for later yeah how do you go about even like storing that i feel like that could get messy like so fast <laughs> it is it is messy it's, i'm normally is in box you can my mom calls and complains a lot she's like hey you have a box of just scraps of shoes you want me to throw it away and i'm like no, I need those things, but, but it is messy. And, mm -hmm. and that's another part of the reason why I think it was, it's good to know through the steps of knowing like, okay, there's a lot of loose scraps that maybe I potentially will use them. Maybe, maybe I potentially won't use, but now it's causing trash <laughs> to yeah. the house. So what do I do with that? You know what I mean? And, um, but no, at storing it, my mom has it. I have it. My fiance has it. So. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're hitting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like good in the name of sustainability, though, Absolutely. because, you know, like you are producing whole new things, but you're not really needing to, you know, produce Absolutely. more materials to do it. Right. Um, how when, when you were first start starting off, how long would it take you to make a shoe or a pair of shoes like a, a, a just a single unit? Right. Um, if I'm, I'm such a perfectionist, so it really depends. I can get it done in a day. I can get it done in 30 minutes. Um, but if I'm sitting there like, y'all really want to, I really want to wow this person like even more and I want to take my time on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I give myself about four days to develop for sure, but that's about it. Okay. Nothing longer than that. 
So, you know, if you're one person spending four days on a pair of shoes and now I, I'm hearing you say like with air capture, the new thing, people are making highly specific orders and requests. How, um, how do you do that at scale? Right. Yeah. Um, well I'm partnered with, um, RLP, which was an extension to MIT self-assembly lab. Um, they do a lot of our R and D, you know, work, anything that we want to kind of investigate or any work that we wanting to reinvent the wheel, we go through with RLP. Um, and they've been our strategic partners for a minute right now with the, the launch for air capture. Um, but honestly through them, the scaling is, is quite easy. Um, you can make, I mean, for with air capture, you could develop a shoe within 10 to 20 minutes. That's how quickly you can make it. That's manufacturing wise. Compared to a traditional way, it's like six weeks to nine weeks, um, depending. And then whether if that's even done correctly when it gets back to you, whether if you got to send it back again for them to reiterate the same thing or just redevelop it in the way that you want it or the way that they thought they comprehended, you have they're fixing it. So uh, for us, not that it doesn't take that long. And for anyone to make more, like say you're at, you're like, yo, you got a hundred people doing it. We actually have the process starts with a gel suspension. That's in the actual, it's like a 3d printer, Okay. but it's a gel suspension um, machine where it takes away the gravity. So it makes the process faster. Um, And then on top of that, because it's manualist, it's not necessarily needing someone to like, cut or you know take pieces out most 3d printers or 4d printers they're essentially only manip or manipulating one piece ours is one piece of like material that's developing a product all like from the bottom on up to the top of the sneaker so okay wow yeah so it sounds like it's all just kind of done mostly through like automation now very much automated yeah and that was the whole purpose it wasn't something that i didn't want to push for anything manual and a lot of it having to be like an overseas we don't know what the pro- the process over there is very compression injection molding it's a lot of like there's at least 65 pieces components to a shoe and there's 360 assembly processes that it, a shoe has to go through one pair of shoes so it's more or less trying to eliminate that and eliminate the idea of fossil fuels being put, uh, put into the air um eliminating obviously the carbon footprint um very much greenhouse emissions you know we're trying to really eliminate that and kind of com- like compose all this in one like one like one uh, by a clip of, a click of a button that's mm-hmm. kind of what i wanted to do um sure yeah no i mean it sounds like a really noble effort it sounds yeah. really complicated it too, is though. so it is. <laughs> how, how long have you been working with um your partners on this project i mean i I imagine it would take years right yeah it did it took years i mean a part of it is i mean as you know me from years you know from a couple years back that i've started it by research you know i was already in footwear doing you know obviously um integrating sneakers as it is but also like i was really big on high high like high-end sneakers and then i found that i fell out of love with high-end sneakers and i was like i think i want to do that and then going into you know, being invited to people's homes, like Jerry Lorenzo's home, being able to have that opportunity to see his flow and process at the same time. And then we're just like, do I really want to do this? Do I, or do I want to help them in some way by coming up a new inventive way for people like him to continue to do what he wants to do it as well as mine when I come up with like these spontaneous designs? Um, but it is, it does sound very strange. It's, it's, it, I feel like it sounds difficult telling it than it is opposed to doing it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of it's just so like abstract <laughs> for me. <laughs> it is. I mean, and, and that's, I mean, but that's like you and everyone else who's trying to understand the process. And I think once they get a hand, once they put their hands in it and they'll be able to experiment it with, with themselves, I feel like they'll see how easy it is. Um, and for those who've been in the design world of footwear, who knows that process will find this way easier, you know, than opposed to going about it the traditional way. So what's the, so is the main breakthrough innovation here, like your guys's, uh, method of mm-hmm. automating? Because I, I was looking into your website a little bit and I saw that one of your guys's partners is like a 3d printing. Yeah. That's ROP. Okay. Yeah. So, um, a lot of our basis is just the, ma- the the ability to be able to, to do everything through your mobile device and have it automate any machine that you're near. So it will uh, it'll automatically process or, or go to a decentralized station that will route your project to and be able to develop without having someone to be like, let me go 
press a button to get this to go. So a lot of our technology or improvement, if you will, is by phone. Um, everything utilized through your phone without having to go through an actual main factory and having someone who can have a consultation about what design you want. It's mm-hmm. all basically computed through your device. Sure. And you and you just said it would uh, go to the closest, most machine. Yes, so, so, so it was the idea of this, that there would be like pickup locations kind yeah. of sprinkled around so yeah i mean aside from the manufacturing process taking no less than 10 to 20 minutes in itself um you the the user or the person who's downloaded be, are they're able to create you know or figure out what their delivery options are so if you're wanting to go pick it up we're hoping to see this eventually push to like amazon lockers or to even to the point of having uber eats drop off your kick you know what i mean like and that's kind of like where we're hoping our phases will go to and hoping to have collaboration efforts with those guys or, or someone like them. I mean, there is FedEx and there is UPS, but it just sounds way cooler to be like, I'm Uber eating my shoe. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but yeah. So, so is the idea there that you would be able to place an order and then get it like an hour later, basically? Yes, you can. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So right now, is this uh, specifically like an Arizona based thing? You it know, is. so yeah. Uh, it sounds like your main goal would to be to have something like this manufacturing these shoes in like every state, so or at least or you know multiple states. So then people from no matter where they are could just get it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We want to make it exclusive here in Arizona because Arizona we're known to not have much. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of cool gym people, you know, gyms like people who are here who's creating, establishing great things, you know, especially like your platform. And we wanted to make it, you know, so that I mean, when you go to Cali. You know, Cali got their own swag of things. And then you go to New York, they got their own swag of things. You go to Atlanta. Everybody has something that's originated there. And we, I don't feel like we Arizona had anything originated. Yeah. So I was like, it would be cool to have something like this to me is personally futuristic or in the future of it. Mm-hmm. And those who come to Arizona, since they're always talking about we don't have much, they actually have something to do, especially when it comes to fashion or footwear. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's strictly for Arizonians period and those who come and visit you know if they know someone to have that access even better you know what i mean that's cool so uh, do you want it to stay that way forever or just for now i uh, i know it's very hard <laughs> you're looking at me <laughs> like come on d um yeah i do i personally now see i personally would love to keep it here that's um cool. just because it just again it just it brings something to Arizona. To, it's it allows us to have something, and yeah. I feel like the more and, and more we improve it, I feel like it brings exclusivity. So when people come to Arizona, they know like we're the hub to create stuff like that, and they're like, you know, versus oh, I can go get it in L.A. Like I really want it to be established here, but who's to say that you know over time, like if we get bought out or somebody's like we want to see this in LA and New York, we want to see it more elsewhere than Arizona, then we'll we'll see where it happens at that time. But strictly Arizona right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, it's funny you, you you called it you called Arizona like a gym almost. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> is to you is that kind of like the idea that people will do their groundwork here, but then have to leave. Yes, <laughs> literally. They do it all the time. I have friends who started here and ultimately really would love to stay here to, to complete their work or just, you know, get to where they want in life with their projects or just in their career, but always seemingly to having to leave to LA or go somewhere else to get notarized or be known for mm-hmm. the work that they're doing. And I'm the opposite. I'm more of like, I'm gonna keep going. I feel like I always say, like, if I can do it here, then that's that's a huge accomplishment because doing it in somewhere else that you already it's known is as a it's a known platform for you to be um, picked up there, or whatever. I feel like you're doing more of a greater good when you're here trying to push it out to to a, a state that's not known to find to be the follower or to be the leader. I said, I'm mean. So. What what do you make of it that? there are so many talented people in one place, but then they're not able to stay. I mean, does that, does that kind of to you speak more to just like a lack of um, like infrastructure to then like do something and properly like distribute work? Like it could be, I think it's, we don't have the, we don't have a lot of resources, you know, here. And I, but then again, it's like, I think we do. It's just, we don't know how to, I don't think anyone's tapped into it. And, but then if I talk to somebody who says, well, I did try to tap into it and I don't feel like it's we didn't have it all. So I, I went to 
I went somewhere else to, to accomplish that. So mm-hmm. uh, I just think it's a lack of resources. You know, we don't have um, many platforms like L.A. does or Atlanta or New York does or any of those high fi- high profile fashion districts or states, you know, um, have they have those platforms to allow like artists like myself or anybody else like you, you know, or anyone to go over and be like, I want to create this and polish this, you know what I'm saying? And and help them for it. It's it's really being routed elsewhere. So, yeah. It it's it's weird because like, you know, obviously you and I do a little bit of different things. Absolutely. You know, I'm doing like video and working with musicians. You're yeah. working with like physical objects of so manufacturing versus like digital <laughs> distribution, but like I don't know, with, with the internet, you know, more and more it feels almost like being localized somewhere like LA is it can be a little bit unnecessary because yeah. anybody can upload to like Spotify or YouTube, but Absolutely. then it's like, that's not, it's not like the people in power are here. So then it's like, if you want to have like meetings or deals or, you know, be <laughs> like available on a moment's notice that right. that's where people just wind up going to like one of these three places. <laughs> and it's, it's, I, I get it to an extent, but it's also a little bit of a shame just because I, I more and more feel like I'm surrounded by so many talented people. I'm like, we're all here. <laughs> right, but, right. But, you know, nobody around here, like, is necessarily giving us, like, money or distribution so that it's, like. Not at all. Right. Yeah. That's why they leave, bro. And it's, like, it sucks, you know. That's why I'm saying we're, we don't have all the resources like we need but like you say yeah you're digital you're more musicians i mean air capture can be very much air capture is digital to be honest Mm -hmm. it's to take away the the effect of having to have something physical to do it and again it goes back to the whole sustainability thing so but yeah more resources the better so I, uh, j- like I said, I might have you repeat yourself a little bit, but <laughs> just, totally so right. could you like walk me through yeah, like the customer experience? Because like, I, I understand yeah. you're saying you have an app, you, you design the specifics you want and then right. you get it. So does that order right now go to your guys's like main one facility and then it gets popped out and delivered yeah. or, or are you guys even doing, um, orders and deliveries yet? Or are you still in the beta phase where you're we're just- still beta? Yeah, we're still beta phase right now. Um, we have our full launch in September. Okay, wow. But literally, like, here's the walkthrough. You have you download the app, right? You're on there. You sign in or sign up. Obviously, you're going to sign up because it's your first time downloading. You sign up. Um, from there, you have a choice of five shoes that we've already, the team already uploaded for you to customize out of the five. So it starts off like a Nike ID, right? Um so you're able to customize within the five pair of shoes that's in there. So if you have a Jordan 1, an off-white, like say you have an off-white Jordan 1, then you have a Travis Scott um, Air Max 270 Cactus Jack, or a Cact- Cactus Jack, Cactus Trails. And then say you have your, you know, Cortezes. I don't know. You know, there's like a variety of different shoes. Out of those five variety, you're able to like take apart or choose which attribute it, or choose what aesthetics on the, on the shoe that you really like and then being able to place it on one base of a sneaker in itself. Um, once you, like, you could, and when I say that, that means you can change five components of the sneaker. So you can change, like, the upper, you can change your outsole, you can change your midsole, you can change your toe box, you can change the eyelets, you can change, you know, the Achilles heel piece, like anything that you want to interchange or you want to change or intermingle different things to, you can. So from after you've done that, then you're able to then preview what you've established, right? To see what it looks like before you get it shipped out and printed. Um, We'll also have a way of functionality where if there's a particular shoe that you've ultimately loved wearing the most, we'll take um, the comfortability of that particular shoe that fits and form fits your sneaker or form fits your foot as a way, as a base to know, like, that's what it's going to feel like when you develop it. Yeah. You approved it. You're like, okay, I like it. Get the 360 it, see it, see it for what it is. You'll then know what the price is, of course. Um, and then being able to then press manufacturing. Once you press manufacturing, you'll get a notification through your email or through your text to let you know, hey, your, pro- your project is now being processed. Um, it will take 10 to 20 minutes. And then from there, you know, you'll pay, you know, and after paying, you will then get another notification to then let you know what your delivery options. What do you want to have it delivered to your home or do you want to go pick it up? And that's it. It's 
That's no, I mean, that's really cool. It kind of sounds like a dream almost to be able to <laughs> just, know. you know, get like pretty much shoes as cool as you could want as Absolutely. quick as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that was the push in the forefront. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what's, what's pricing sort of like, I mean, <laughs> I, I assume, you know, you would want to make them as affordable as you can, but I know like in right. early stages of any business, you gotta, you know, yeah, you gotta skyrocket it. <laughs> I know. And it's so funny cause we're in between me and my team, we're always discussing about pricing. Okay. Um, honestly, you know, within customization, we know that, I mean, this is a one in a lifetime thing that is being built. So it's not, it's not going to start off very cheap. Um, you're looking at anywhere from 1500 to 2000 just to make one pair of shoe. But that's because it's customized, I mean, from every piece of sneaker that you really love. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it, it will be that way. But we have a way where we can drop the price just like a traditional way when you're going to a manufacturer. Um, or I guess for people who don't know about the traditional way, it's once you get your prototype, right? With our process, we don't have a prototype. It's ready to wear. So once you once you press manufacture and it gets done you're it's ready for you to just walk out and walk in it you don't have to analyze and be like oh i want another one or um, let me do another uh, sneaker i mean you can but that essentially becomes your one of one so yeah if you want to create a bulk order we'll drop that price down of course tremendously because we want to make it fair for you and since again we're all about ownership we don't want you being you know <laughs> off a cost and then trying to sell it to your friends or your fans or however you know and you can't do that because the price is so high so it definitely will drop yeah no i mean that that makes sense it, you know obviously for like the average person that's going to be quite a bit of money but i also mm-hmm. understand that like they're going to be really custom absolutely high quality it's probably going to be something you take care of and have for a long a time. time and it, it you know it's like a new technology and whatnot. So yeah. I, honestly, that makes sense. And I, you know, I look at high fashion and like every other regard and right. things, you know, things get pretty pricey. <laughs> it does. It does. But you got to think about it too. It's like when you're buying if for, especially for women and men, I don't want to just single it out, but like if you're buying your favorite bag, your Louis bag, it's not going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. So it's really about prioritizing what you, what you feel is what you want. You know what I mean? You're going to buy your piece of furniture that's five five thousand dollars yeah. you know what I mean? So it's nothing different except that, yeah, of course, it's sneakers. But it's all about what do you like and what do you want and what you're willing to spend for, mm-hmm. you know? And if you want something cheap, we're not taking away the uh, the option of you going to buy another, just a, a sneaker from, you know, yeah. online from Goat or anywhere from Nike's app, you know, or Adidas app, whatever. You still have those choices, but now you have another choice where if you want to combine and create your own kick, you now know the the price difference. You know, it's, it's like getting a car, Toyota versus getting you a Lamborghini. Just your choice. So yeah, and l- let me ask, like, how? So if you're an individual, you know, like like you were before, yeah. uh, v- versus like a company. I imagine an individual has a little bit more of like legal wiggle room to be modding things and combining things with with you guys as a company doing this at scale. How do you get away with being able to put together like such big companies shoes? Because like you were saying, like Lil Nas X, for instance, when he did the the thing with Nike, like they were they were suing him, for instance. So how are you guys able to like work with these high level IPs? Yeah, no, um. Well, there's the fair use you fair use rule, you mm-hmm. know, um, and from there you don't take the heart of the work. We know, I mean, realistically, you're not supposed to take someone's trademark. So if the trademark is essentially the Nike sign, we're not taking the Nike sign. You know what I mean? Um, when I say heart of the work is like, say you do have a Jordan one, and most cases people can tell like if it's a Jordan one mix. Or if it's if it's coming from a Nike product line, or if it's coming from Adidas product line, we want we ultimately like the idea that you can pull from you can pull those ideas you know out outside of that. Um, but for us to get away, we're trying to make sure we don't I mean it, you know we don't um, appropriate you know the things that they're doing. But at the same time, we also want to take inspiration off of what they're doing and build from. We don't want it mm-hmm. to be where it's a uh, side by side is a, exactly a Jordan one or it's exactly a, a you know Air Max you know yeah. what I mean on the case of, of mischief with little Nas X they kept the logo on the Air Max okay. and I think that's what caused the uproar on top of just the 
um, controversial aspect of it being a Satan shoe. Yeah, um, yeah. That caused the more the most uproar. But um, for us, it's really just protecting you as a user and protecting the brands in itself that we love. But at the same time, just being able to come up with creative designs off of that. That's why there's a case where you can't really patent a design. Why? Because everybody takes inspiration from a design and they always take a little bit of something and then being able to come up with their own. So are you guys going to make them logo less then, you know, try to make sure that they don't have like the Nike mm -hmm. swoosh or whatever yeah. it is. So then it kind of truly does become its own thing Absolutely. just with different ingredients. Yeah. So it will be logo less. It is, um, it's definitely logo less. And then, again, the different components of different sneakers that you put together, it's going to create a whole new shoe in itself. Um, we're not here, like I said, we're not here to take, you know, the brand's logos and then making it own. Now we do eventually, we'll have to, we want to have, um, we do want to have authorization to utilize some shoes that ultimately Nike or Adidas or Puma or whoever, or Reebok that don't utilize or they don't do great on sales with, or they just don't see another line coming out eventually in the near, in the near future. Um, we'll definitely have authorizations for that. But other than that, there would definitely be logo lists. Um, you'll definitely tell a lot of it has been very much revamped and yeah. different. And that's what we want because at the end of the day, it's going to be a dope shoe, depending. No, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, like with uh, I, I obviously deal with fair use. <laughs> I know, <laughs> a right? Bit, a bit just like uploading the YouTube. And, I know, bro. You know, I, I know that see fair use is weird because there's not any hard fast rules on the books it technically is up to the judge and the, Absolutely. The, the the main guideline that i've always been taught is that it has to be a transformative work absolutely and it cannot be a market substitute for the original absolutely so you know in, in your case like like you said it's not like you're you're just buying and reselling like jordan's right. per se it's right. like you're having people create their own individual pieces so it's not really Literally. a replacement for something else but it kind of is its own absolutely. thing and its own product so that, that makes sense yeah i appreciate that yeah and, uh, and literally we had that on our ig where it showed like how, do, how does it work transformative that word was actually one of the uses for fair use so and yeah. it is very much transformative to the t and that's that's the whole purpose of air capture yeah um, and anytime i'm getting copyright <laughs> claimed on youtube for something it's not transformative I, right yeah. well they, they let you file a counterclaim and you make your case and, and then they have like 30 days to respond or whatever and then it, and i'm always just using like the legalese like this is a transformative video i just <laughs> I just used the song. This this video is not a substitute for right, the song. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, ver versus, you know, I feel like most people, like, they're, like, high school students, and you're just putting, like, this is my video. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like, I'm trying to hit them with, like, the right absolutely. vocab. <laughs> yeah, I hit them all with that. No, like, he really did study that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> did you ever get a business education, or did you mostly go to school for design? I just mostly went to school for design. I went in as an industrial designer at school at Arizona State University, so okay. they didn't really have a specific program for footwear. Um, yeah, what was your major? D just design? It was like, well, I went in as, so my freshman year, I got in as an architect, left that, couldn't do that. I didn't want to do buildings all day. Um, they had introduced the program industrial design, and they what the way they categorized it was like being an inventor. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in one category. You can be within multiple categories as with, under that title. So I was like, oh, dope. So I did that. And then I had to switch out of the school of design because I was running track at ASU. So they were like, yeah, it's it's very time consuming on here and over at the, at the school of design because your studio hours, it takes up majority of your time, just like if you were running track. So you're going to have to figure out how you want to do this. So I ended up with going into the school of interdisciplinaries. Of, uh, it was like the School of Interdisciplinaries of Science and Arts or something like that. Yeah. And so where you're able to take two concentrations and combine them, it literally is my forte for my whole business is just being able to combine and take two, two concentrations, case in point, two subjects, two focal points, two sneakers to create one, you know, one actual design or one actual focal point. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but anyway, I went in as a, went in with that degree, a BA degree, and then I studied in industrial design and mass communications. That's cool. Um, what what sort of like you said they didn't have a specific track for sneakers. So like, no, what, yeah. do, do you feel like it was like pretty helpful to you, or was it just kind of getting like ancillary skills that are kind of related yeah. but you know not direct? It really was that. Honestly, I feel like I mean you. It pushed me in a way to be a go getter. You know, to figure out how to introduce things like that into these areas. 
Um, and I so happen to run across, uh, run a run across, sorry, run across um, Dwayne Edwards, who was the design director of Jordan at the time before he created the now Pencil Academy, which is really focused on helping people or individuals who want to become sneaker designers. Um, but at that point, when I met with him, he was just like, yeah, I've never had any <laughs> school, any school or design experiences. I've just, you know, I've learned through this, you know, learned through my counterpartners or just people on the street, you know, and I just love to doodle and design. And that's kind of how I started. And I, re- I respected him on that level because I was the same way. And even though I went to school, I still didn't get the necessarily, you know, the necessary tools to know how to develop sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, ASU had a, it's a mini platform, but that's something where I'm hoping to change for them with Air Capture is provide these tools for them, for their students that look, that look to want to do something like this, um, and they'll have a, at least some form of tool and platform that they can utilize and create. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Um, I, you know, with, with college, like, lately, I... <laughs> I feel like so many people they 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 got like a little bit of skills that relate to what they want to do, but the specific thing right. they want to do, <laughs> there wasn't like specific classes Absolutely. to it. And right. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if it's. I mean, I, I definitely put some fault on colleges, but yeah. I, I, I honestly a lot. But <laughs> sometimes I do wonder if part of it is just because people these days have such specific entrepreneurial pursuits especially in the arts and it's kind of hard for education institutions to almost like stay up with like all these highly specific things people want to do especially if you're doing something that hasn't been done before because it's like how do you how do you go to (laughs) how do you go about that right (laughs) yeah the the, the reason I asked if you got uh any business education I I had to take one business class but it was through the film school it was a business of media industries and you know, I sometimes I think like college all maybe should be a place where like y- you teach yourself the thing you want to do in your own time. And then you go to school for a secondary skill Absolutely, that would help bro. your main thing. You know, I agree. Sometimes I think like what if I was like a business student, but then I was just teaching myself filmmaking. You right. Know? I, I wouldn't have met the filmmakers I did. But then it's like maybe I could couple the two things Absolutely. together. No, I agree. I do. I agree with you. I mean, I've, I've argued my way you know, about that too, just with institutions that are not, like, I feel like they should incorporate that where a lot of the, a lot of the students could just do it yourself type thing. Um, DIYs like classrooms where they have to literally go out and search. That would be a part. I mean, they do that in master's classes, right? They go Mm -hmm. research that stuff themselves and come back and write a report. But I I definitely agree that there should be something like that implemented for, especially with kids who are trying to find their way into, or not kids, but you know what I mean? People who are going to college trying to find their way at what they really want to pursue in life. Yeah. I agree. What did uh, shoes like mean to you growing up? Like, has this been your interest since you were a little kid? Uh, No, bro. I was just doodling. I was doing art classes and stuff with my, or art competitions with my sister and Mm -hmm. crying when I lost. (laughs) Yeah, I was pissed. Um, uh, No, Honestly, I I felt like I was following my sister at one point because she was like, oh, I want to be in this architect. And I was like, I do, too. And then when I studied it, when I got to college and I was like, I'm going to do what she says she's going to do. And then I was like, I hate this shit. This shit is whack. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I, uh, you know, what? actually, I was just getting the architecture major (laughs) confused with graphic design. I I remember (laughs) I was going to say, I remember there's these graphic design students I knew who like dropped out because the whole first (laughs) semester they were just having them draw like perfect squares yeah was it kind of was it kind of like that oh my god it was i mean yeah three point uh you're doing a lot i can't even remember any of the the terms that were used anymore it's like literally you know blocked that out but it was like that it was more or less you had to really think about like hey if you're building a building you have to think of the responsibilities of people who's going to be in those buildings and I just felt like I couldn't get outside of that. Like I wouldn't be able to be very artistic in that direction, you know? So you said you had a little bit of an interest in architecture when you were a kid because of your sister? My sister, yeah. Do, do you think, um, did you gravitate to that just because it seemed like an avenue where you would be allowed to be artistic or did you have a specific interest in architecture? No, I never had no specific interest. It was really because my sister, like, loved it. And I was just like, I want to do what you love, too. Okay. Because I'm over here, like, I don't know what I love to do. And 
but I knew I loved to draw. I knew I loved like the arts. So mm-hmm. when I tried it, and like I said, fast forwarding going into school, it was just like, she really liked this shit? Like, that's okay, great. I don't want to <laughs> be in this. So that led me to like find my, my passion. Is, and Is that what you wound up doing? No, she wants to do that, Okay, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. No, she has, she hasn't done it yet, but she wanted to, she ended up having four children. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was like, our, that, that was a lot of responsibility in itself. And so she just kind of had to wait it out. So for me, it was more like, okay, well, you know, Hey, guess what? I tried architect, bro. It's not what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now, right, and now yeah. I'm like, guess what? I'm in industrial design. Made way better. You might like that. So yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I I grew up just drawing a lot too. You know, with I was lucky where my family was full of artists, so I was sort of encouraged to do that all the time. That's did did you, was your family sort of embracing of art, or did you just kind of find it on your own? Um, I think they were. I think it was half and half because they knew I was a big sports head. Like I I thought I was gonna be in the WNBA. That was literally like the direction I was going. I was always in sports. Um, I played AAU, you know, where I got to travel when I was young to play basketball, to run track. And I mean, that was the direction I was going at the time. So my parents thought, you know, that was going to be the MO when I got to college and so forth. And when I changed it, it was like, oh, that's a, that was a nice turn. So. Yeah, being an athlete seems like one of those things where so many people, it it means a lot to them, like in all of their formative years. But then when you go to college, it's kind of that moment where you're like, okay, like, am I going to really do this? Because it seems like so much freaking commitment to be a professional athlete like every every day. (laughs) It is. That was one of my, when I was in class, I remember, I specifically remember my professor telling me like, so, um, yeah, we want to put you, we want to move you up to the upper division for design. However, you know, it's now between whether if you want to stick to running track or, you know, move up in the division of, you know, in design. And I'm just like, can I do both? And they're like, negative, you can't because it's very time consuming on both ends. So you just have to choose. But he was just like, but you know, you know, you're in the best shape of your life. Stick it out in track or stick it out, you know, playing your sports can always come back to this and so i took that you know i i took it as a heart for heart because look look at me right now bro like fucking thick now like <laughs> yeah you're fine i'm like <laughs> i dig so at that point it was like dang that was the best decision because i don't know if i'll ever get back there in life like that fit but um but yeah honestly um you know, I, th- I think the pandemic kind of fucked with everybody's, like, physical Bro, output. it, like, fucked us and left. Like, that's what it's trying to do. Like, <laughs> I feel, like, very vulnerable. Like, it's like having a one-night stand and it just came and did its thing and left. And because of the pandemic? Hell yeah, bro. Like, like I've never thought in my life I'd be this big. And it don't look like I'm big probably to you. But, man, I think as an athlete, when you were an athlete, right? it's like, dang, like, I used to be fit, and then I don't know where where it goes. And yeah. So. Yeah, I get that. I I see. I was I was exercising pretty regularly before the pandemic, and then you know it's like you can't really like go anywhere anymore. <laughs> no. I see. I wound what happened. I kind of went the other way where I wound up like conserving my groceries because I didn't want to go in public. <laughs> so I wound up losing weight just because I wasn't Are eating we? as much. <laughs> like, but it's not like I was like strong or healthy per se. <laughs> you know? But bro, you looked good. Like I saw you drop. I was like, dang, you dropped so much. So. Oh, that's funny. Well, you know what. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I probably met in like 2018. Yeah, bro. Like, I, think, I think that's when I was a little bit more up there. You, was, <laughs> you did, bro. He was like telling me like I'm, I'm like on the verge of losing weight, and I was like, oh, okay, dope. And then when I'm looking on your socials, I'm like, this was dude I, has really like dropped his weight. Was like, I saying crazy. that back then? I was, <laughs> bro. You was just like, I feel like you went on a hiatus, and I didn't hear from you. And then when you came back, I was like, this dude is skinny as hell. Like, <laughs> well, you know what's funny is a lot, a lot of the people in my life right now, I think I met around that time <laughs> because i graduated school at the end of 2017 yeah and so now you and so many of the musicians i work with i met in 2018 yeah and what's funny is that that was kind of a weight gain year for me because i graduated college and yeah. I, I was smoking like a lot more weed <laughs> and i was just hanging out with friends and shit and like i, I got a good job so like i was kind of uh, just blowing weed? money on food bro and- yeah i remember <laughs> he was like bro i got this job bro i don't know if i'm gonna be able to video i was like 
all right, man, do your thing. I'll hit you over. <laughs> you can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like with me being busy and everything. Oh, yeah. You got that job, though. You was like, it's a really good job. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that's that's even better. Fantastic. Yeah, no. It, I, I kind of had to learn how to balance having a full-time job and then like wanting to like go for it with right. like a media company YouTube channel yeah. sort of a thing. I, I've been in a little bit of a lucky spot lately where like it's it's been work from home for like a year That's and totally. so I, I just edit stuff as they request it. So I've been able to do a bit of both, which has been really Absolutely, nice. Bro. But at the time I was I was busy, busy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Yeah. It's just funny though, because I feel like when I was in school, I was kind of around this weight. And then that one year I like got up there. So now there's a lot of people who are like, damn, you've lost weight. And I'm like, you just met me in the year bro, where I was. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, um, so, so you, you've been in Arizona this whole time then you haven't really like moved away. I went to, I went to LA, um, okay. at that one time, remember we did the, uh, we did the Adidas thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went over there and I was really on the verge of working under Kanye's when they started doing the, you know, the Yeezy brand. Yeah. I wanted to ask you and, about that because I, I remember at the gallery three event yeah, that bro. I made the promo video for, yeah. you had your big announcement that something might've been <sighs> yeah, happening bro. with Yeezy. So what, what happened? So this, yeah, bad, right? So we we're on the verge of bringing me on, and the gentleman that I was speaking to under Adidas was basically, and the representative under Adidas was saying that we were waiting on Kanye, and at that point, that's when Kanye was going through, I don't know, hell and back. I don't yeah. know. It was just going through a lot, so no movement was being done in those positions, um, and therefore it ended up just decimating, like basically disappearing because they couldn't do anything, but. They were like, hey, you know, if it does come back up again, like, we want to consider you. And at the same time, they were also trying to bring on Drake. Mm. So it was just a lot of commotion going on. Uh, Adidas was? At the time. At the time. It was some commotion about bringing him on board. So it was a lot of waiting waiting game. It It was just a lot. Um, and at that point, I was just like, maybe, maybe this is to me. And my thought process was like, maybe this is God trying to tell me, like, I need to just focus on independence, to be honest. And I was just like, I feel like, I feel like I can reach more people there than opposed to me being under a brand and being told what to do, which worked out because throughout the years, we started seeing like news about people who worked under Nike and Adidas and how they were being treated and there was no diversity. And then it was just a lot that I was just like, that was the best decision of my life to just stick to it and i'm happy for the way the direction it went where i wasn't able to work under somebody yet mm. you know so yeah so uh j- just to be clear it sounds like they had a specific like partner program where they were trying to bring in young designers yeah. but then the program was just on hold it was on hold for a minute bro yeah i waited for a year it was like oh my a god year and i was just like what are you guys doing what do you guys want to do and then at that point i was just like i'm just gonna continue to keep developing my craft independently yeah and maybe i need to just stay going in this path because i feel like i can reach more people that way and their answer more or less was we're waiting on kanye Pretty much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the world the world really waits for that Yeah. Well, you know, something uh, something that really inspired me. So I, I, I'm 25 right now. So yeah. I, I was I was a senior in high school when when Yeezus came out. Yeah. And, uh, one of my biggest role mo- models artistically and just kind of workload wise is Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Oh, my God. Yeah. That dude is dope. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember that same year, his big album because the internet came out so he was doing a lot of press as well yeah and i I remember something he was saying at the time was just like i don't want to (laughs) boss yeah i don't blame him yeah because he he at the time had left uh the show community and that's when he was going to start developing atlanta and (laughs) there was all these headlines saying like you know donald glover leaves successful tv show to be a rapper and he was like listen you're making it sound real bad yeah that is sound bad like (laughs) I would but, feel some way too. But um, you know, the the reason 
why when I graduated, I didn't like immediately go to Los Angeles is just because I did want to give it a shot for a little while, kind of like running my own thing and seeing right. what I can do independently since I am surrounded by such talented people. And, right. so, and so far it's been, you know, fun. Like obviously I have my day job like paying for things, but yeah. I recently started to monetize like some videos, you know, yeah. and whatnot. And, you know, I'm, I'm really optimistic. So I think any people who are willing to kind of take a leap of faith at like building something themselves or trying Absolutely. to be their own manager. I, I think it's, uh, it should be encouraged more, even though it's, you know, not everybody has the luxury to go for it because right. it's, it's so expensive, but right. I, I find it a very noble and inspiring pursuit. Absolutely. I agree. I, I think that's what played again. Number one was in my mind was like, do I really want to work under Kanye? Like, I don't know. Or do I really want to work on Adidas with Kanye? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that really pushed me to be like, let's just stick to what I'm doing. I'm I'm, in the, I'm on the right track. It's just a matter of, obviously, when you have the big push, it's easier to come out and, and say, yeah, I worked for Adidas or I worked under Kanye and then get your name out the most. But mm-hmm. I think it's just even more worth when you're able to do it on your own and get it out there and then just the hard work that you put in. So Yeah. And, you know, Air Capture and what you guys are um – Working on with a what was the partner again? Is it RLP? RLP. Yeah. RLP. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like very innovative technology, and it sounds like something to where, like, if you guys, you know, do become a big success, you know, yeah. Adidas and Nike and all these people, I imagine they would want to like work with you on, you know, specific, Absolutely. you know, special uh, releases. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the goal. Um, we don't want to seem to be like someone that they're going against. Or something, you know, or yeah. competitively, we really are here as a tool, a resource tool for faster manufacturing, um, innovative more manufacturing, um, and we want to do it quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. It's not to say that a lot of these bigger companies haven't thought thought of that, but a lot of their mission statements don't allow them, or just a lot of their heritage doesn't allow them to do things like this in this caliber because there's there's what they're doing now is very successful and it brings them funds. So. It allows us to be that partner for them if they decide to go in our route that, hey, we know we have a lot of manufacturers that's over internationally. We could work with, you know, this new wave of manufacturing or pursuit of manufacturing this way mm-hmm. to kind of put out some dope, you know, Nike products, you know, or something like that. Like that, that would be ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah. And I, so w- when you were first getting started doing stuff, all by yourself by hand and whatnot you know it was yeah. it was very design heavy and you, like you said you were you know looking at like what silhouettes would be cool what features would be cool and right you know right right now it seems like the initial phase of your guys's business is kind of putting the design and customizing process into the hands of the, the customer absolutely for for you like is your dream to get to a point where you can all also be designing your own like diane halloway shoes and having those on the on the store as well absolutely it really is it is form footing uh fitting for that i wanted to have a process that was easier i think because of the like i said the experiences that i had i've had i had an experience where i had a product that i made and was called the fallen blood and it literally fallen (laughs) and sort of speak to the point where i didn't have enough resources to and money you know in order to produce my product and Mm -hmm the amount of time that it took just to get, you know, from phase one of a prototype to getting to phase two was just a lot. And it it was a disappointment, you know, because you I wanted to have product available for people to buy. And people still to this day talk about the Fallen Blinds. And they're like, dog, that shoot was so dope. Like, when are you going to come out again? So it really forced me to kind of think um, in ways to kind of come up with a faster process for myself so I can still can do that. And Air Capture will allow me to do that. It will still allow me to still be a designer. And now I have a tool where I can go use and create my shit and dip. You know what I mean? And yeah. actually being like, hey, yeah, I can get this done in tomorrow. You know, I can get this done in, t- in today. You know what I mean? How many do you want? So Yeah, no, that that's really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I think about somebody like Kanye, you know, where he, uh, I think more than anything, has a, mind based around design and that just happens to apply to different mediums whether or not it's music or shoes you know so he's pulling from like what he thinks like would be right designed well and then he's using existing things to to make it but you know for you it's kind of like you're wanting to do that but then also like create like a means of production absolutely you know and i've heard him talk you know so much about like oh i want to build factories i want to build factories (laughs) he's always talking about factories i know (laughs) i need infrastructure i need something i need yep yeah, all the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool that you're kind of working on the two 
Absolutely. simultaneously it honestly like I, I don't mean to like toot my own horn but it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like what i'm doing to an extent just yeah. because like i i want to make independent videos but it's kind of hard if you don't have amina distributing Absolutely, it so bro. that's why i wanted to make my own channel because i'm like well if i can get this thing to be successful then i have my own machine to put my videos <laughs> yeah, into. Right. you know so it's cool that you would literally have a machine to put your <laughs> shoes into and just like you know have them come out Zane, we're on the same wavelength that's why we work with each other i fuck with you Thank you. Yeah, it um you you too. You know, I'm I'm glad we met. It was such a random circumstance. It was. But it was so dope because people still remember the shit that you've done and they're like, "Where is he at?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's really Go nice. to his go to his channel, bro." And I let people know. So, that's why I was asking you earlier. I'm like, "Bro, like what are you what is it centered on because people still like they love this, you Like know? the channel that I Yeah, bro. <sighs> I'm, I need to find like a short answer. <laughs> Here's what it is. My my main dream is to direct feature films, Dope. but it, it's kind of hard for people to as a as video makers to do that out the gates, right? And so I wanted to create a platform that would just house everything I'm making Bruh. up until that point. Absolutely. And you know, some people might use things like music videos or YouTube vlogs or whatever as like a stepping stone to yeah. get there, but they don't. Their heart isn't really in it. Right. W with me, it's like if I'm gonna work on a music video or like a fashion brand, like launch video or right. a podcast, like I'm I'm only gonna really do it if I believe in it and i'm trying to make Absolutely. it as good as i would make a movie so it's like for me i i'm kind of treating it as a youtube channel that operates like a streaming service That's where dope, there's different shows so to speak or different right. genres and you know you choose from yeah and ideally everything's getting better year to year and it'll eventually be a road that leads to like movie movies <laughs> you know so dope. ideally it's just like a breadcrumb trail of like cool stuff That's fire though. i like that and I mean, again, that's why I say we're both on the same wavelength. We've both had the same enthusiasm of wanting to create things for ourselves to help help ourselves. What they, what they say yeah. about, like, make money work for you or some shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like the same thing, you know? Yeah, like, ha I think it's something like have your money make money for you go. or some, some, some <laughs> shit like that. Something Which like usually that. is just people trying to give you stock advice, to be ah, honest. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give our own stock advice for our own <laughs> stuff. So why not? Um, you know what shoes of yours I thought were, like, really dope? Exactly. I, You know, I was I was looking back just into your catalog just to kind of refresh myself. And you you had uh, mock-ups for, like, just Phoenix Suns custom oh, shoes. Oh, you, like, you saw the Suns Yeah, pack. those ones the are Suns so... The Suns pack, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've said this before, but Arizona sports teams have like the best design <laughs> and color palette. A lot bro. of the retro shit is a lot cooler than a lot of new shit, of course. But that's what's up, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm actually trying to bring the Suns pack through air capture, which is really dope. Yeah. Um, and it was funny how I did it because that was the time that Suns was trying to. Well, they're in the process of changing their jerseys from Nike to actually a Jordan. Mm. So it was like a great way to gorilla market the shit out of this. And I was just like, oh, I have a Suns pack sneaker that I've done that I thought would be dope. It was more more towards uh, uh, D-Book that I wanted to, like, get a yeah. kick for, like, do a kick for. So I'm like, man, if he only knew <laughs> what I could do for this man. But Yeah, Bo Booker was wearing those purple shoes bro, like, the, whole, the whole season. The whole season. But I had, like, but you know what? I, I Was it the purple? I think it was the maybe, uh, maybe it was I, the Kobe's, I think. Okay. I don't know if it was the Kobe purple. I just remember somebody was wearing bright purple shoes. That's all I remember. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like really up on sports and basketball, but I watched the Suns this year because shit was <laughs> hey, going they were crazy. Going, they were going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, honestly, I think once I did the Suns pack, it, and it had nothing to do with them going that far, which was really dope. It was mm -hmm. just great timing. Um, and it was just even more great timing when they were switching jerseys from Nike to Jordan. And I was just like, it would be lit to do a Jordan 1, Jordan 5 mix. Um, concept you know for yeah. the suns so i can drop the suns pack along the same time they dropped when they announced that they were doing the, the trade-off of the nike to jordan yeah. jersey so people were like when can i get these shoes and i'm like <laughs> they're not out <laughs> you know but they will be so. Well, well, something that I like about you is that you're definitely not afraid to like shoot high. You know, you'll design something as, yeah. as well as you can, and then you know try to you know <laughs> tweet it at the people in the highest places I and be like, just be all like, the time. I made fire. Look at it <laughs> all the time. Just look at it, please. Yeah. Hopefully, around this year, you know, the year of air capture dropping, we'll we'll have some heads turning for sure. So that's the goal. But I definitely appreciate you liking the Suns pack because I, yeah. I I fuck with the Suns pack too, and I think they would too. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, yeah no, we, we got to get you on one of those like complex like YouTube like shoe shows. Let's do it. <laughs> and they did. They had me on complex. Um, I was on complex hustle. And then that was more or less talking about how I got into footwear and, okay. and, and so much. And then they had another show um, that one of the directors hit me up. Really, really, really cool guy. Um, he hit me up during that process and he was just like, Hey, we have another show, but it's more or less you proposing or showcasing your work, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. And I was like, yeah, why not? You know? And that was the time that I was really kind of showcasing the concept of air capture physically, mm-hmm. um, where I essentially what we're talking about, how do you intermingle both sneakers? Right. And I did that. I did like a, I think it was the Adidas forgot the name which is so bad but anyway i had two pairs of shoes that i was already intermingling in, intermingling um and, and forming a concept um and i also did one where it was the converse high tops where it was a converse mix with a, a yeezy 700 bottom and that went crazy, bro like it went so <laughs> crazy but on the show like the guys the people that were like the celebrities that were like basically judging it like one of the guys, John Geiger, <laughs> he was like, oh, I don't like that shit. I'm oh, really? like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, but he's like pushing me to be like more like in the direction of traditional. I'm like, that's not what I want to mm. do. I don't want to do anything traditional. And it was more or less because he was in traditional and he felt like that's how you would get the most respect. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get more respect for being individual and being innovator at the end of the day. It was just somebody being like, these are too weird. Yeah. He didn't understand it until the shit dropped. And he was like, yo, this shit is fire. And okay. I was just like, yeah, you, you got to be on the game, bro, like to understand it. Um, and that's basically what it. But uh, I, I proposed that and that's that's how it, in, it got introduced. And then going with the Suns pack, that's when I really like went in. So. You, you said you got to have dinner with um, Lorenzo. Um, what, what was their name? Somebody. Big. Oh, well, I got to go. I was invited to his home. His okay. name was Jerry Lorenzo. I was actually being um, pursued for investment. Um, of a gentleman that was very close to Jerry, and gotcha. so he asked me to come out to L.A. That's one of those names and... I definitely know, but I can't say it off the <laughs> off the top of my head. I get so what my question was going to be is yeah. like you know so you, you've gotten to have contact with you know some of these like bigger people. Yeah. Have you been able to sort of start sharing the idea of air capture with these people? And if yeah. so, like or yeah. like what do they think about it? Not yet, and I think I want to do it in opposed to once it's done. Mm-hmm. Um. Have a more finished thing to share. Have a more finished thing to share. I know that they will be apt to using it. I feel like just because they're looking for manufacturers. A lot of them are doing stuff overseas. So I feel like this process will be more hip to the game of just maintaining our, you know, maintaining, you know, making sure there's climate change, you know, all that such and sustainability, keeping the carbon footprint low. And I feel like they will definitely fuck with this. Yeah, I saw that one of your guys' other uh, partners, was it called the Higgs Index? Yeah, man, we use Higgs. Higgs is a very great platform um, that utilizes, that teaches and, and helps a lot of brands that are in manufacturing to clothing, footwear, retail, uh, uh, what materials are very much more sustainable and really good to use. Um, Nike uses Higgs as well. Um, so it was just a great way, you know, to maintain that effort of what every brand is doing and we want to make sure the product and materials that we're using even though we can recreate our materials through our process we want to maintain you know what's the best material to use and manipulate yes so higgs is definitely one of those platforms yeah that's really cool i i feel like i i feel like i've been seeing just so much more lately like talk about sustainability from the fashion world i i definitely hope that people are actually like putting their (laughs) <laughs> actions you know where their right. mouth is because you know people talk about things all day long <laughs> right. but, um if, yeah fa- fashion's fashion's just so weird because like you know it is an art form but it does just use like so much material it and does, manufacturing it's like you know how how much longer can we keep doing this so i'm glad that people are working on like Man, sustainable solutions they got to and i think like right now a lot of these big brands are doing great so far i think we still have more work to do of course um, and I feel like shoes is a very big part of it because when you got Nike owning 51% of the actual footwear industry, they're, you know, they're the leading when it comes to possible waste, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day. Um, and so it's like, how do we help them eliminate that along with what they're already imposing on 
creating a better future for us through product or through athletics and such. So for me, it's like, how do we create a better future for those who are just, who are sneakerheads in this realm already? Like you said, there's, you know, footwear has so many lanes, you know what I mean? Like, how can we create a cool, cool lane? And I feel like with air capture in itself, we're creating a new language, a new behavior of manufacturing um, so that people can adopt and utilize. We know it's not for everybody. We mm-hmm. don't want people to feel like, damn, like we don't like this process. I don't want a plastic shoe, you know, whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's really more or less how do we make it cool? How do we make it to where you can still get your your Jordan 1, but it's just in a different material, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, and like, like you just said, so since it's being 3D printed, it'll be like kind of more of like a plasticky sort of material. It's like a... So think about the... Um, it's not going to be important more or less like I mean it will be it will be somewhat like that but of course because of proprietary we won't get exactly like that or maybe even better if I, if you will but yeah. like the I, easy foam yeah that's what I was about to compare yeah. it to yeah like those are kind of like yeah. that foamy sort of yeah yeah but the cool thing about who we're working with I mean it's MIT you know their extension of whatever we come up with that we want to reinnovate with the will for we can mm-hmm. that's the cool part yeah. about us. Well, I, I love everything you're doing. It Thank sounds you, really man. good. I, I, you know, I wish you the best of luck. I if if it, this, bro. you know, really gets off the ground, I think people would honestly love it. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it, man. Can I uh, open the things that you brought? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Go here, ahead, man. Here, stay right there. I'll yeah, grab okay. it. All right, man. <laughs> So they're both the same thing. So okay, yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll just do one. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, of course, so what, bro. So what'd you bring me here? Is this a, I got you a air capture bit, shirt? A little bit of merch. Yeah, a little bit of merch. <laughs> oh, yeah, the packaging's really cool. Here, I'll, I'll hold it up. Shout out to uh, Tony. <laughs> I'll wave it My around G. and ideally it's <laughs> visible. <laughs> Yeah, th- thank you. I, uh, Absolutely, bro. You're the you're the second person to bring me something. Our our friend Brock, who uh, he he was in the Marines, he brought me a Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Sweater. dope. It's double pack, bro. It's, oh it's, my god, it's made to to make sure it's good. But yeah, yeah we'll rip through that crap. But uh, that's dope. You should, man. We're coming on your show, so why not? Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Oh. Sick. There you go. Hell yeah. Yeah, I really like what you're doing with the font and like all Thank the, you, man. the, the My trippy warping. shit. I do a lot of trippy yeah. shit. Okay, so this is like the back right here. Oh, that, that's, yeah, that's the back. The other one is the front. Keep it basic. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. Of course, bro. Yeah, we uh, we just did an hour. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that went by quick. That's what's up, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Well, I uh, here we can we can wrap up unless there's anything else. <laughs> nah, bro. I appreciate it. Dope. Yeah. Okay. Here, I'll stop it. <laughs> okay. <we're good>. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never know how to stop. <laughs>